Hi, I'm John. And I'm Jeff. And welcome to Love and Other Investments. So uh, this episode. Yeah, what's our subject today? We thought we might kind of go back to uh, the beginning a little bit to invite some new listeners in. And so I was kind of thinking about this question I get from people or a comment that I get from people a lot, which is, you know, I'm just not really interested in money. Um, I don't do money well. Um, I've never been good at, you know, planning. I've never been good at, at money, at budgeting. Um, you know, I, I just, that's just not my thing. And I've always been amazed by that personally because, well, first of all, I'm in the money business. I'm in the budget. I mean, this is what I do, right? So it's, that's, this is a foreign comment to you. I mean, you're, oh, yeah. I mean, you're thinking about money all day long. Right. Right. In, in that fact, I'm not actually thinking about money. I mean, there's this system. Right. 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 And, you know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot is this idea that when people, you know, say, oh, yeah, we, we're getting behind and I don't know why. And I'm like, okay, and, and please, listeners, hear this. This is, there's an arithmetic thing going on here that's not difficult. If you made it, and, and this is not pejorative, this is not an insult in any way. <laughs> you don't want hate mail? I don't want saying? hate mail. There's an element to finances, handling your finances, which is really just basic arithmetic. Addition and subtraction. Right. I make so many thousand dollars a month. I make decisions with those dollars, and at the end of the month, I have plus minus, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, I start with a number, I subtract out my expenses, and, and I will hear people occasionally be amazed that they're in the red every month. And so this is one of those places that I think it's really good, the fact that you've got a, a financial planner and, and a therapist. And a therapist, because we're talking about money in our brains, right? Yeah. Because money's money, it doesn't care. But our brain is a weird, wild place, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And what we think we see or what we think we feel is often more complex. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm throwing out this really crazy idea, um, especially to new listeners, that maybe the complexity isn't the financial aspect. Maybe it's what's going on inside of us. Inside your mind. Yes. Okay. Well, let's play with that. I think that would be cool. So what, what do you think? <laughs> what is your guess about what could be happening? Well, I think there's a big element of expectations. I think in life we have certain expectations of how my life should go. I think we have certain, you know, whether that was, this is how I was raised, this is how I want to be, this is how my friends are. So we have, we have kind of, we measure ourselves, unfortunately. We find ourselves often measuring ourselves against other people if we don't have a clear standard of what we want to accomplish. Now, I just said quite a few things there. Do you okay. want to help me unpack that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. Okay, you're, but you're saying uh, you're saying that maybe people are. This is a uh, keep up with the Joneses kind of thing. I'm saying that there is a huge difference between having a clear sense of what you want to do and what your resources are, and not. Because if I don't have a clear sense of what it is that I'm trying to accomplish 
and what resources I have to accomplish that with, mm. then really all I can do is compare, right? I can compare myself to something else. Sure. And I can either be ahead of that or behind that. I can be lesser or more. Okay, but let me, let me see if I can tease something out here. Absolutely. So you're answering this from your vantage point, though, which is someone who's very adept at thinking about money. Fair. Um, and you're describing the person who might come to you and say, I just don't know how to do money. Mm-hmm. And in one way, I think we can both agree that they probably know how to do addition and subtraction. Agree. And to the extent that they have a basic understanding that addition and subtraction is pretty much what handling money is about. Correct. Then they know how to handle money. So in that sense, you're, you're making an observation that they're complaining about something that they actually technically have the skills for. Correct? Yes. So there's, there's several skills involved. And so if... Um, if there's three sets of skills involved and I'm not aware of the other two skills, for instance, let's say that, you know, pick a sport, you know, let's say, let's just say baseball. Okay. You know, there's, there's hitting, there's fielding and there's running. Okay. Right. Well, there's probably lots more. I, I never played competitive baseball, but Hey, I'm just pulling something out of my hat here. Sure. And you say to yourself, well, you know, I absolutely understand baseball is about hitting. I get that. But if I haven't contemplated that there's also running and fielding involved, then I might find myself really surprised why the game doesn't go very well when I'm not hitting. Yeah. And so if I think that finances are just about math and... Every time I get to the end of the month, I'm a few dollars short. The math is telling me that, but I don't know why I'm short. I don't know why I'm spending more. I don't know why I'm compelled. I don't know why I'm getting to this place. Okay, but I think I, we, maybe we're going down a rabbit hole here. So, so, let's, so stay with me. Okay. I think you're saying something different. I think you're saying... Someone will come and make a complaint, I don't know how to do money, when you know that they have all the skills. If there are three of them, they have all three. Mm -hmm. But they're still saying to you, I don't know how. Right? Yes. And you're scratching your head saying, I don't, A, I don't relate to that. B, how can that possibly be true? C, there's got to be something else going on. I land on C quite hard here. Yeah. And so what is it? So I'll go back. Let me go back. What is it you think C is? I think C is um, clarity. I think C is history. I, I know it sounds like I'm painting with a crazy brush here. Okay. It's, you you want to add anything besides clarity and history? Um, yeah, I would add fear. Okay. I would add... Um, I would add um, desire. Okay. I would add lots of phrases in there that talk about qualitative life uh, desires. Okay. Which, okay. by the way, I don't know. There, I don't know any way to run those through 
arithmetic. Right. But they're very powerful. There's a social scientist out there who would be glad to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I understand what you're saying. You're saying that the human parts of decision-making are what is fueling the belief someone has that they can't do money because they're not good at it. Correct. It's not the skill set of addition and subtraction. It's something else. Mm -hmm. It's what they long for, what they feel as if they're missing. It's insecurity Mm -hmm. or fear. It's anxiety. It's wanting to please people. It's aspects of their personality. Absolutely. And those things are determining their decision-making. Cluttering, determining, overpowering. Okay. I mean, you could, there's lots of words, right? Directing. Okay. Sure. And so, you know, I think a lot of times um, people, have, people have the ability to get by. They have the ability to succeed. They have the tools that they need. Yeah. They have the income. Um, they could even make a few adjustments and get the cost structure, you know, what they spend in alignment sure. with what they make. Sure. But it's the stuff that isn't so much in my chair as it's the stuff that's in your chair right? that is getting in the way. And that's the mind. That's desire and fear and hope and... You, yeah, we can make a we long could, list. We can make a long list. Yeah. So let me kick the ball over to you. And again, thinking about some people who, you know, are going, you know, this is interesting. You've got a a financial planner and a therapist together. You know, what is this space that exists that's not in my office? It's not strictly in your office, but it's, it's kind of in the hallway between us. I think there's a rough analogy to another situation that I see commonly which is that couples will come into my office and they'll say, you know, we really don't know how to communicate. <laughs> and then I'll say, okay, well, tell me what you mean. And, of course, they'll, they'll begin the argument. They'll right? start communicating. The, the, right, they'll begin communicating. And what I find, I've said this to you before, and I'm sure I've said it in one of our episodes before too, what I find is they communicate just fine. They are saying exactly what they want to be saying. Yeah. And it's not always very nice what they're saying. Yeah, it's no filter. Right. So it's not an issue of whether or not they communicate. It's an issue of something else. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's roughly analogous to what you're saying right here about this complaint about people saying, I don't know how to do money. My guess, obviously, people are very different, and they have individual differences, so everyone's situation is different, but my guess is that there's, there's a fair amount of attempt to uh, cope with something unwanted mm-hmm. by telling themselves a little story. Mm-hmm. And the story goes, um, um, part of my identity is I'm not good at X. Whether that's objectively true or not, as long as that part of me is um, true in my mind, I believe it to be true, then I don't have to deal with the money. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not really good right. at that money, so can you take care of it for me? Mm-hmm. It's a way of coping with something that's painful or unwanted in a particular moment. Now, what could be the painful thing? Well, it doesn't have to be the money, although it could, could have been at some point, I suppose. It's really 
probably some feeling that they don't want, right? Like they're afraid they're going to mess it up. So yeah, and I want to add some simplicity and then some complexity to this real quick. Sure, go. You know, when I first started off, I'm talking about individuals. And when you grabbed it, you started talking about couples. Right. You can be an individual and um, either be good at, quote, in your own mind, in practice, in dealing with money, or you can be bad at money and all the things that go along with it. Yeah. But I think you and I would both agree that if you want to add complexity, just add a partner. Sure. So maybe you were good at it on your own. Maybe you were single and everything was going along really great and you felt like you had a handle on things and you were going in a good direction and then you got into a good long-term relationship, which you're very happy about. But all of a sudden, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing with money anymore. Or... Or, I've been told I don't know how to do money. Or... Um, I don't want to mess up my money by sharing it with you. Or I don't want to mess up our money. It was one thing when it was mine, but now it's ours. Yes. And right. I we mean, could, we can we so could go down to there's so many iterations of this. And so even even if it was difficult for you as an individual, um, it, there's still hope in a relationship that together you can work this thing out. That for you sure. can that you can build skills of understanding what it is that you both want, um, that you both agree on, and, and looking at the proper use of resources to accomplish that. I mean, when you think about it, you know, probably most couples use their resources, their non-financial resources every day in ways they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not that um, most people are unable to do the addition and subtraction or allocating the financial resources mm-hmm. it's that something else is happening to them that's that they're afraid of let's just I mean say that it's possibly fear right mm-hmm. and they're coping with it by being in a bit of denial right i can't do it well that's not true mm-hmm. in in the instances in which it would be true you you would probably know the reasons for that you know let's say you're you know really can't do addition and subtraction then you would need help right right Right. Um, and and then you would cooperate with your partner to figure out how to make that happen so going back to my baseball analogy the terrible baseball analogy yeah but let's assume that the person did realize that there were three aspects to the game sure and but they're comfortable hitting we'll call it spending okay (laughs) For this, for this fun little twist, right. we'll call it spend. I'm the comfortable subtraction spending. Part. The subtraction right. part. Or let's say maybe that their version of hitting is, is making money. Sure. Okay. You know, look, I'm, I'm pretty good at bringing in income. The rest of the game, I don't know. And so one of the defense mechanisms that we all employ is we like to play to strength. Yeah. If this is what I'm good at, then this is what I'm going to do. You know, and yeah. the reality is that I think in this situation, one of the things that we often miss is, is that by just spending a little bit of time in a safe space with a curious partner, you can work on some of these other skills no doubt, and bring them up. Sure. Getting better at hitting, whether that's spending or earning income, is not going to solve it. Right. It won't solve it. 
But I could imagine a scenario where one person is good at one skill and the other is good at the other, and they play to their strengths. Yes. But uh, rather than being separate and sort of isolated and doing their own thing, they come together on a regular basis and have a conversation. Hey, I did this this week. What did you do? Mm -hmm. And where are we? What is the result of those two actions? Correct. And that's teamwork, right? That's what we're constantly advocating for. I always am amazed that people in their jobs do this kind of naturally. They know this has to happen. Is if you work yes. at a company where there's a group that sells things and there's a group that pays for the things and a group that manufactures the things, yes, they may work in different buildings, but there is constantly a sense of if we don't have the things made, then the things can't be sold. And if the things aren't sold, then the things don't get paid for. I mean, we get it, right? right? It all has to be a synergy. And I think it's amazing that when we get home, we kind of check our brains out of that knowledge that we have. We leave it in the car. We'll see it in the morning on the way into work. um, But we won't bring those same skill sets into the door. When the reality is is that that would be really helpful to, to take these things that we know how to do and employ them. Um, in the family, for sure. In the family business, right. So I, you know, I would challenge anybody who says, you know, wow, I, I, I just really, I really don't do money well. My partner does money um, better than me, and so I've just, I just think probably, I know they're frustrated, but I need somebody to tell me I can just check out, and that that's okay, or I just need somebody to tell me that hitting is enough, and as long as I'm a, making the money or doing this other thing that I do for the family that has nothing to do with the other parts, then I'm, I'm fine and I shouldn't be needing to do more. Yeah. And, and I would say it's not about doing more. It's about understanding where you guys are. It's about understanding what everybody does to accomplish this thing that you both have agreed on being important. Yeah, create a safe space for, for difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. For people to say, I don't feel good at this, mm-hmm. and the other one not to be like critical of it. Right. Just say, okay, how can we help? What, what do we need to do to help you feel better about this? And when they say nothing, it's impossible to say, but it is possible. You know, let's, let's try and figure it out together. Right. So being encouraging and supportive and empathic, it's like the foundation of working through this. And we have some episodes where we talk about some of the blocking and tackling, if you will. Um, some of the basic skills of understanding how to communicate about how money comes into the house, how money goes out of the house, um, and how to kind of create a shared language about those things. Yeah. And so um, if you're new to our podcast, I would encourage you to stick in and listen to some of the other ones that we've done because we're spending an awful lot of time talking about the stuff that isn't arithmetic. Yes. That really the drive part. the best part, the stuff that really drives the success Um, for couples who are able to get on and stay on the same page. 